Bible School, and here we are together again. Thank you for being with me. Doodle Bible School. Taking the doodle and applying it to making sure we remember the Bible. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thanks for being here. Glad to have you along for the ride. Here we go inside this place because it's cold out there. <laughs> oh, dear. That wasn't very good. Sometimes my rhymes, they, they they click, you know what I'm saying? They're like, whoo, and then sometimes they don't. Did you see the marshmallow man as he danced across here? We're in the basic Bible, and what we're talking about is Jonah's journey. And it's been quite a journey so far. It was only four chapters, but man, this guy runs away from God. He runs to God, and this very fine day, he's going to run with God. Kind of got ahead of myself, but I wanted you to know why the marshmallow man's running there. <laughs> oh dear. Alright, segment <coughs> segment number one, do the doodle. Do you have your doodle and your doodle tea? They are very important to the process C. Again, the rhymes are just not coming today. I may have to work on them. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Alright, remember last time, Jonah's journey, we talked about this one here, but anyhow, number one, Jonah is going to run away from God. Number two. Chapter 2, Jonah is going to run to God. He's been in the belly of the big fish for three days and three nights, and he's ready to go back to God now. And then I love chapter 3. It's probably my most memorable chapter for Jonah's journey because it looks like a giant taco. <laughs> Gabriel did that. I thought he did a great job. <clears throat> you see on <clears throat> each of them, and it's going to be the same on 4 too, but on each of them, the cloud represents God. Okay? But when you get over here, you got to have the three, and he made the three as part of the cloud, and it kind of looks like Jonah's carrying a giant taco. <laughs> but it's not. This is Jonah running with God. He's got God close to his heart, and he's running with him. I know you're saying, what are these things back here? Those are magnets, and it lets me stick the thing to something metal, which this is not, so it wouldn't happen, but there you go. Now, pay attention. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right, here we go back to Jonah carrying... Anyhow, Jonah's going to run with God. And so finally, we're going to pace it together. Jonah chapter 3 is the one chapter in which he's doing what he's supposed to do. <laughs> one out of four. He actually, so 25% of the time, he actually did what he was supposed to do. Run with God. And that's what today's lesson's about. Pretty good lesson. You're going to like it. All right, so if we review segment number one, preparing for the test, I would ask you this question. What is the theme of Jonah 3? Jonah 3, 1 through 4 is really Jonah runs away, he runs to, he runs with, and he runs. I didn't tell you yet, did I? <laughs> Spoiler alert, he runs ahead. That's what number 4 is, but that's not today. Today is running with God. <coughs> so God, not God, Jonah runs with God. Okay, you got that? Very good. Let's be silly. Oh, no, we can't be silly. Forget the llama. We got to go back, guys. What in the world? I, I got out our doodle later, and we didn't even doodle. <laughs> what is wrong with Sonny Childs? Oh, dear. I really got problems. All right, guys. I don't know that I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to start with the arms, and I'll tell you why. Because I just am, okay? We're going to do the arms first, okay? And then we're going to give him a little bit of a body. And then you'll notice that he's got this leg kicking out here backwards, I don't know if I'm going to do this right. This leg just kind of comes down here straight. So far, we're not doing too bad. <laughs> All right, now, in here, we're supposed to put 
the cloud thing. Remember? All right. And then give them a head. That's not, not too bad, actually. <laughs> For Sonny Child, that's not too bad. All right, now darken this in because that's the taco, not the taco part, but that's the three part. It looks like a taco. That's actually pretty good compared to old Gabriel up there. We did pretty good, didn't we? <laughs> did you do that good? Oh, man, I'm just really proud of myself there. Okay, what we'll do is we'll put this over here because what we want to do is we want to appreciate the joys of doodletation. So we're going to put doodletator right over there, and we're going to enjoy it until we go to the next screen because I bet the next screen's going to block it. Anyhow, all right, now let's go back to where we were. All right, review, segment one, we've done this, test prep. What's the theme of Jonah chapter three? Runs with God. Can you do to the picture? I think you can. I bet you can't do better than I did, though. <laughs> That's actually one of the better. Oh, dear. Okay. All right, now we get silly. Oh, see, now we got a, oh, man, it was a masterpiece, too. Isn't there any way to keep it? I don't think there is, guys. See, I can push it all the way over here. But look, he's disappearing. That's no, there's no, they're just no need. We're just going to see you. You want to appreciate it one more time? Yeah. All right, down to the llama. Why did the chicken go to the hospital? Llamas and chickens, they're big buddies, you know. I don't know if they are or not. But anyhow, this llama, he seems to be rather interested in chickens. Why did the chicken go to the hospital? <coughs> <laughs> sound like Sonny needs to go to the hospital. Why did the chicken go to the hospital? To get some tweetment. Tweet. Get a tweetment. <laughs> I was just down feeding my chickens just a few minutes before I went live this morning. And they're down there tweeting. I don't know that tweet is really the... They kind of cackle. It's not really a tweet. So that they've gone to the hospital to get some cacklement. That's not even funny. <laughs> tweetment is funny. Seemed like we should have said, why did the Tweety Bird go to the hospital to get some tweetment? That would have been better, right? Oh, well, I didn't write the joke. I just borrowed it. <laughs> Moving on. <coughs> segment number two, as you know, we always run through, what is there, like five segments? I think there's five of them. Make a memory is what we're going to do next. That's when we stick the old stuff right in the old head and we say, don't leave. Just stick it right in there. <laughs> All right, so making a memory, we're going to need a memory verse. That means i got to move over there. First of all, watch Jonah as he comes dancing. I love that. Okay, here we go. All right, so as we make a memory, we're going to look into Jonah chapter 3. Now, you might recall in chapter 1, I had a big, long memory verse. You might recall that. Okay, and everybody got upset at me. But chapter 2, like major small, right? Well, chapter 3 is kind of in between. See what I'm saying? Kind of a balance. So Jonah arose, he went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. See how he's running with God? See that? Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days journey in breath. So, you know, so there you go. That's your memory verse. Now, <clears throat> what does Jonah say over here as he dances onto the screen, little marshmallow man? All you got to do is say each line five times. So Jonah arose, so Jonah arose, so Jonah arose, so Jonah arose, so Jonah arose. You know, I always do the first line. We got to do the last line. Let's do the last line together. In breath, in breath, in breath, in breath, in breath. Now you know the first and last line. All you got to do is the middle stuff. So Jonah rose in breath. <laughs> you got to, you know what I'm saying? Say it five times. But if that doesn't work, you can always leave blanketations. 
and Jonah Dancian. As the blanks are left upon the screen, you'll notice that each of these blanks, they need to have a word stuck in them. And if you memorize the verse, you know what that word is. If you don't know what the word is, you got to look it up, and then every time, fill in the blanks. And if you do that repeatedly, guess what's going to happen? You're going to make a memory. It's going to stick in the old head. That's what this whole thing's about. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So, is we to is we. As we test upon this particular material, we look and we say to ourselves, hey, what was the breadth of the city to which Jonah went to preach? Did you guys notice it was in your memory verse? The breadth. That means how wide. Supposedly, how long would it take to walk from one side to the other, I guess. I guess. The breadth of the city. You have to go back and look it up if you don't know the answer. Can you quote the memory verse? Well, I think you probably can. At least the first and last line. <laughs> oh my. <clears throat> All right, let's be silly. Love the banana. I'm going to call her the banana girl because she, she talks on a banana. <laughs> Anyhow, here's your joke. What is more impressive than a talking parrot? I don't know, because that's pretty impressive to me, if you think about it. A parrot that talks. Have you ever been around one? I know they just mimic. They kind of memorize what you're saying, and then they make the same sounds, but it's still pretty impressive. So what's more impressive than a talking parrot? How about a spelling bee? <laughs> that's pretty good. You need to write that one down, because that one's worth telling to other people. More impressive than a talking parrot is a spelling bee. Got that little bee comes and it spells something on the screen. <laughs> That's even funnier than your banana lady. <laughs> okay. Segment number three is where I pop up and I say, hey, do you want to ponder something? And so we say, sure, let's ponder it. So we go sit by the pond and we, hum. <laughs> this is where we're going to ponder. We're going to think real hard on something, and I think what we're going to think on is chapter 3 of the book of Genesis. Are you with me? Here we go. All right, I'm going to get my big old head out the way again. Here goes Jonah. <laughs> okay. <coughs> There's our thing up here. What's that called? The thingy-dingy. Our doodle. That's the doodle to remind us that chapter 3 is about Jonah running with God. Okay? And here's our passage. In Jonah chapter 3, verses 4 through 10, we have these words. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey. Now, if you will remember our memory verse, a day, it's actually three days' journey across, if I remember. Okay, so he's just going to go a day's journey in. Okay? And he called out, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. Now, I don't know that this passage necessarily has to say this, but it sounds like he gets a third of the way through, and all of a sudden they're alarmed, and they're saying, hey, we got to do better. This is not right. But the warning that Jonah is going to preach is you only got 40 days. God's giving you 40 days to get this thing together, and you're going to be destroyed. The people are alarmed, and so they put on sackcloth. Now, that's kind of weird. Sackcloth was an itchy kind of a of a of a garment, or I guess it was actually made out of sacks. Things that you know, you it was like it was taking an old potato sack or something like that, and and cutting holes out of it. Or maybe you done this. Ever ever been in in a situation where you needed a raincoat, but you didn't have a raincoat, and so you cut arms in a trash bag. 
you know, stuck your head over and your arms out and it's not very comfortable. But imagine that being real hairy and, and itchy and all that kind of thing. Back in the day, whenever they wanted to show that they were sorry, they're repenting, they're sorry, they would put on sackcloth and they'd wear this sackcloth to show that we're giving up all of our comforts to say, I am so sorry, God, that I did what I did. Not only that, though, notice verse 6. This is really interesting. <clears throat> the word reached the king of Nineveh. So even the king of Nineveh, who would have been a very powerful man, big city, the king of Nineveh, Nineveh, <laughs> I had something in my mouth. The king of Nineveh, the king of Nineveh, he says to himself, Whoa, we don't want to be destroyed. And so even the king, he gets up from his throne, not going to sit on his throne no more, removes his robe, so he takes off all this fine, comfortable clothing, and he covers himself with sackcloth, just like all the folks. But he also goes and he sits in a pile of ashes, which is another thing that they did. Because I guess ashes kind of represented the, the dump, the, the junk the, the leftover, the refuse, the stuff that's not. And so you go and you you put on something that's not very comfortable to show that you're sorry. And you'd sit in the ashes to show that you're sorry, hoping that God would forgive you because you're showing that you're sorry. Now, it's very, very important that you remember, just because you act like you're sorry doesn't always mean you are sorry. You know what I'm saying? You've got to really feel it in your heart for it to be true repentance. <clears throat> And he issued a proclamation. That is, the king's going to say to all of his people, he's going to publish it, and he's going to say, By the decree of the king and his nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd or flock, taste anything. Let them not feed or drink. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and let them call on or call out mightily, mightily to God. And so he's going to say to his people, everybody's got to do this. Put on sackcloth. Don't be eating and don't be drinking because we are going to fast in order to show God that we are really, really sorry. Not only us, all of our animals are going to do it as well. It's pretty powerful. Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hand. By the way, turn from, that right there, that is the word repentance. Repentance means to turn from, to turn around. And he's saying we got to repent. And then he says, who knows, if we do this, Maybe God will turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. If we'll show him that we're truly sorry, we don't want to be that way anymore. We're going to turn from our, our ways, our evil and violent ways. We're not going to do that stuff no more. Maybe he won't destroy us. Guess what happens? God's such a good God. He's such a loving God. Verse 10. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them, and he did not do it. God changed his mind because of what God saw in the people's hearts. They changed their hearts, and God changed his decision. <clears throat> Jonah was sent there. He's had quite a journey. He's sent there to tell the folks, you're going to be destroyed. But they change, and because they change, God changes. That's really important for us to recognize that we can actually change the heart of God. And we can because of our prayers. You ever wonder why you pray? You don't pray just to be saying stuff toward the air. You pray because you want to influence the heart of God. And you can do that. This is one, and there's many illustrations in the scripture, but this is one illustration where God actually changed his decision because he saw what was in the heart 
of the people. Really important lesson. So, here are the questions that I have for segment number three. There are five of them. And uh, here's what I, I was talking about in the last part. How did God respond to their repentance? What did he do? When they changed their heart, what did God do with the decision he had made about destroying Nineveh? We can have the same impact on God today. That's why prayer is so very, very important. All right. I have been lingering here so that you would take a screenshot of that. Did you get it? All right, moving on. Another silly. What do you call babies in the army? Misplaced? Wrong spot? I don't know. Why would you put a baby in the army? <laughs> I don't know. What do you call a baby in the army? Well, you call it them infantry. Infantry? <laughs> That's why he's got... He's laughing at this joke. What do you call babies in the army? You call them infantry. <laughs> oh, that was silly. All right. Segment number four. Apply, doing, doing, doing. Apply the why. Why do we even want to study Jonah chapter three? What's the point? Is there any application to you and I? Well, we just already talked about it a little bit. One of the points from Jonah chapter three, uh, and I, I thought it was one of the bigger ones. And we're going to talk about it again here. There goes Jonah. He was a little fast that time, wasn't he? God relented of the disaster that he said he was going to do to them. Now, God said, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy you. In, in 40 days, you're out of here, right? But then they changed their heart. They stopped being evil. And guess what God did? He changed his decision, didn't he? My question is, can God change his decisions? <laughs> if you're going to believe the Bible, evidently he can God will change his decisions based upon what you and I do if we have the right heart. What can we do to impact the choices God makes? Ooh, I just gave you one of them in the last sentence. What can you do to impact, that makes means make a difference, what can you do to make a difference in the heart of God? Is there something that you can do? There is. <laughs> and other things. So write it down. You don't have to write me a book, but write down what you can do to help God, uh, not really help God, but let's go with a different word. What can you do to show God that your heart is pure, that your heart is right? Think about what they did in Nineveh, etc. Then you'll be able to answer the question. <laughs> All right. Pretty good stuff, right? All right. Test preparation for segment number four. Uh, just a short answer is all I need. What can we do to impact the choices that God makes? And I th I, parents, I think this is a really, really important lesson because it shows why we pray. And there are a few things that you can do for your children to prepare them for adulthood that is more important than teaching them to pray. There's going to be a time, Mom and Dad, there's going to be a time when you're not there for them when you can't solve their problems for them. And who are they going to turn to then? Because sometimes the world is cruel. Friends turn their backs and walk away. <clears throat> Generally, they don't have the same relationship with the, will have the same relationship with your child as you do. You got to show them how to talk to God. And maybe just as important, show them that their prayers are not just empty words. Their prayers actually impact the heart of God to the point that he can change his decision. 
based upon their heart. Very, very important lesson, Mom and Ed. All right, let's be silly one last time. Love the dude. Got the whole lip thing on. What is a cat's favorite color? If you were to ask a cat, hey, cat, what's your favorite color? What would they say? What's a cat's favorite color? Well, it's purple. That's a cat's favorite color because cats say purr. You know what I'm saying? They get on purr and purple. That's a cat's favorite color. It also happens to be my wife's favorite color. She's not a cat. She's my wife. And I love her a lot, but she likes purple. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, we're down to segment number five. That means we're almost concluded. Here's our little lady who really loves this part of testing. Oh, joy. She just, oh, dear. She says, are you ready, guys? I am fixing to put upon the screen all the questions for your final test. All of them are going to be right there. All you got to do is screenshot it. You've got all the questions. And the thing that's crazy about it is they all are going to have passages, except the last one, I guess. They're going to have passages that you can look up and you can get the answer. The last one doesn't have one because the last one is where I ask you that discussion question. It's more about what you feel than it is about what you don't really turn to a Bible passage. I want to ask you, how does this apply in your life? <clears throat> but the rest of them, I mean, think about it. They're pretty much all right there. Can you quote the memory verse? That one, you're going to have to look it up, you know, but I'm saying, but anyhow, it's chapter two and verse one. So it's, anyhow, there you go. Screenshot that and you will be ready for the test, which we call final. It's number three, the third test. There's only four chapters, folks. Once we get done with next time, guess what's done? The whole book. It's not like Genesis. We spent a whole year studying Genesis, but here we go. You got it? We're going to move on. I love you guys. Thanks for being with me. This is Sonny Chow's right here, this guy, saying to you, you guys, be there, Matthew 16, 26.